your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Avalanche fans, welcome to the Locked On Avalanche Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Chris Maselli, with another episode of the podcast dedicated to your Colorado Avalanche. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com. Tell them that Locked On sent you. So on today's show, it's going to be all Devin Ruff and Devin someone that joins the show for the Spotify green rooms that we run on every Thursday. And uh, because, you know, those, the turnouts of that are so good, I, I can't let people go on and on. And I kind of want to get everybody's thoughts in on the green room. So I have to keep the conversation moving. And Devin always has like some good things to say in those green rooms. So I wanted him to, uh, come on to the the show for an episode, just him, and kind of get out there uh, where the Avs are right now. Pretty much what we, we discussed is, uh, you know, where the Avalanche go from here, some free agents they attract, you know, what is to be expected for the Avs moving forward? What's the type of uh, player that they need to attract in free agency? What are things that they need to improve on? So we kind of cover, like we always do when you have people on here, it kind of goes in different directions. Uh, but he was gracious enough to join the show for a little bit and talk Avalanche. And he talked about you know his, his history with hockey and uh, some impressive faces that he has met uh, throughout his youth, which makes me insanely jealous. So uh, we're going to get to Devin here in one second, but... Uh, we do have to bring up betonline.ag. Of course, it is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season, it's in full swing. Track all the action at betonline.ag. Make sure you head over there, and when you sign up on your laptop or your mobile device, uh, you can receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. When you use the promo code Locked On before the next pitch, head over there. And get all the information and sp- great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the games. And I had said yesterday the Avs are the favorites again for next season. If you want to put money down on that, go ahead. If you want to put money down on the Kraken because they have the worst odds. But based on uh, the track record with the NHL more recently and Vegas, how they did in their first season, maybe you want to put some money down on the Kraken. Who knows? Uh, you can do all of that over at betonline.ag. So like I said, when you use the promo code locked on, you will get a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposits. Betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. And let us dive right in to Devin Ruff. All right, everybody, welcome back. And joining me today, somebody that I wanted to get on kind of more on like a one-on-one basis because I, I always like the things he says when we do our green rooms, uh, which will be Thursday night, which he will be there for as well. But I always feel like I, he doesn't get enough airtime. So I wanted him to come on and just have kind of like carte blanche to just say what's on his mind, get a little bit more detailed in his thinking with the Avs, and that is uh, Devin Ruff, 
who is joining me now and you might recognize him from the green rooms, but he is here, just him, and we can talk some abs. So Devin, how's it going for you today, my friend? It's going good today, Chris. Thank you for having me on the show. I appreciate it, man. Absolutely, man. Yeah, I always like the takes you have and I feel bad because the green rooms are great and uh, I love getting like as many people on as we can but I have to keep them moving along. I can't, you know, we, we'd be on there for like three hours if I let them go for too long. So uh, I feel bad cutting some people off. So I wanted to get you on and kind of uh, go in different routes with the avalanche. And the first thing I wanted to do for people that I have come on the show, kind of like the first time, I kind of just want to get their background with, the the abs and and why i mean you live in denver so maybe it's that simple that you follow the the home team for you um but is it deeper than that is it just they're the right team for you like what, what's your history it's, with with the abs fandom it's it's a little more complicated than that actually um, okay it goes back to even uh my sisters uh and my dad following the team uh, before they moved here to Colorado and were the Quebec Nordiques and had the Stasny brothers and stuff like that. And then uh, moved here in 95 and my sisters were there for that whole 95, 96 cup uh, season. Uh, and I was born in 98. So, uh, oh, uh, so wow, I was, okay. I was born right in that uh, Detroit Red Wings, Colorado avalanche rivalry and just, being around that and having my sisters talk about that rivalry and being able to see it. I don't know, something about the abs at that point, just it, it hooked it. Just my heart fell in love with guys like Sackick and Forsberg and Patrick Waugh and Adam foot. And uh, I was actually in the building as a two-year-old for the 2001 cup, which was pretty cool. Like you were in the arena when they won it. Yep. Was there, uh, my dad, uh, my family's had season tickets since they've moved here to Colorado. Um, and I've been lucky for the past three years to be, uh, the main one to own those season tickets now and have it passed down through the generations. Um, Good for you, man. Yeah. Um, Good for you. so you, so you yeah. come from a, a hockey family then it wasn't just like you, just took to the sport of hockey or, or, you know, was it hockey always big in the family and you kind of like took it and ran with it? Yeah, pretty much. My uh, sisters played uh, competitively uh, and got me introduced and got me on a pair of skates when I was three years old. And hmm. there was a, uh, there's a time when I first started playing actually that uh, the team, the, I guess it was like a learn to play kind of uh, introductory unit they did a special skate where they had an avalanche player come out uh, and skate with us at our last practice. And uh, the first player in my first year happens to be my favorite player growing up, uh, Peter Forsberg. Ah, he's mine, dude. I'm with you on that. So he came to your, like, what was it? It was a hockey camp or just a... Yeah, it was kind of like a learn to play or a learn to skate type type deal uh, in this uh, developmental program for... uh, Rocky Mountain uh, or Colorado Special Hockey. Um, wow. With and so yeah. <laughs> Did you get to like meet him one on one or anything? Or yeah, it- I actually have wow. a uh, stick that's actually that was the stick I was actually playing with at the time. Um, signed by Peter Forsberg and a few later got to skate with Rob Blake and uh, 
Jeez. Ian LaPerriere, John Michael Lyles, and um, Milan Hayduk. So I have I have pretty much all the retired guys' signatures. I've collected a few things. Um, one of the one of my friends or family friends that goes to church was actually a photographer with the Abs uh, back in the early 2000s, and ended up getting his hands on some uh, pictures and had some of the players autographed, like uh, Patrick Waugh, Ray Bork, Milan Hayduk. And stuff like that. Very cool. So, wow. So, yeah, I mean, you, I mean, being, being the, the fan of, uh, you know, any team, especially your favorite team, and then, you know, meeting some of the legends on that team is, uh, and not only just meeting them like out on the street, you're meeting them where they do their business on the ice, ice learning from that. That's gotta be man. Jeez. Yeah. I, I am I jealous mean, of you, sir. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then I know, I, I don't know if, uh, but some of the listeners probably have heard me say this, uh, probably my first green room when I met, uh, McKinnon a few years ago. So I've, that's right. I've, yes. I've kind of, I've kind of grown up through the years and got to see the legends and meet the current players and just kind of, you know, idolize all the players. Um, I like to have a speed game like McKinnon, but I like to sometimes be an old school power forward like Forsberg, you know, and just be able to throw the body around sometimes. So that's, (laughs) that's introduction to me. And I just see, I just see a future, a bright, bright future for this team. And I'm excited to be an Avs fan. Uh, Even when the times were tough, uh, I stuck with this team and I'm, I mean, I had my friends be like, you should come be a Penguins fan with me. I'm like, I'm sorry, dude. I mean, no. I mean, I get it. Penguins have Crosby and Crosby's a good player, but I bleed burgundy and blue to the day I die. That's There's awesome. nothing that's going to change that. <laughs> that is awesome. Um, that, and your, your sisters still play at all or, or, or no, they kind of moved on. Um, my, uh, one of my sisters did uh, a few years ago, but ended up having, uh, getting in a skiing accident and tearing up her uh, ACL in the middle of her in her middle of her trying to get her comeback and uh she unfortunately uh retired and uh but my uh but her husband who's a goalie still plays and uh me and him will play occasionally and go to drop-ins or private skates we'll try and find some private skate groups or join men's league teams and play very cool man Very good. So yeah, so you're seasoned in the way of the avalanche. Uh, I didn't, I didn't know you were a season ticket holder. That's, uh, you know, always cool. So um, you kind of have a firsthand experience of, um, you know, a front row seat, if you will, to, well, maybe not so much this year, this past year. Did you go to some games though when they started to let people back in? I, I did. I ended up going to like, I think I went to like five or six games. Okay. All right. So, yeah, so you were there and you, like the rest of us, watched uh, in horror as things just went south uh, relatively quickly against Vegas. <clears throat> so were I you... still kept the faith. Yeah, no, you have to even even when you you know, they're against the wall and they're down three to two. You, you... And, and I think that's what's uh, good about being a fan of this team is, yeah, even though they're they're down and their backs are against the wall, we I. I fairly confident we all had faith that they would win that game six yeah and push it to a game would. seven and uh and, and because we know they're a good team and you know vegas just got the best of them and now you regroup and uh you you go for it again next season so what do you yep. think the abs 
what what's the thing that they need to improve on the most? Because going into last season, the questions were goaltending and physicality. And uh, I think the goaltending for the most, for the short term right now has been answered. Um, do you think it is, they have to address the physicality part? And is there anything else in addition to that, that they need to address uh, from an overall team standpoint? Where's your take on that? Um, I agree with you on the goaltending part. Goaltending is basically have been answered now. Um, we know that Grubauer is going to be our guy uh, with, you know, Francois and uh, Miska um, yeah. and Johansson. Um, those are going to be your three goaltenders. Uh, but the one area they do need to improve on still is physicality, especially on the back end. Um, I really don't see a very big, you know, physical de- uh, defensive presence that they have had. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got rid of that this year when they let go of Ian Cole. I went right when that trade happened. I was like, what are you doing, Sackick? <laughs> I mean, you're just giving away our physicality. And I'm mm-hmm. like, you know, because Johnson is, you know, injured and he's not he's not playing. And was it was Johnson? Uh, I, I think he was, was injured. Cole? He was. Yeah, I think he was injured at the time. And that's when they traded for. Uh, I don't remember the player's name, but Greg pattern. Pat. Yeah, Greg. And he like. I liked what I had out of the, like the first few games, but after that, it was just like, uh, yeah, I don't, I think it needs, he could have done better. Yeah. No, it was, it was an interesting, uh, decision to trade him when they did, um, in terms of Ian Cole, but you're right. Like they, they, you know, Ken, Ken can be a physical player, but that's not his style for the duration of yeah. the game. He's not out there each and every shift to be a physical player. He's out there to be an offensive force and a, a solid, solid defensive player. player. Uh, Sam Gerard is not that style Ryan, of player. Ryan um, Graves isn't great. Graves is more. Uh, he, he is your backbone in terms of who you want to be physical, but he's not like the, the prototypical guy. Like he's a big body. He is, yeah. but that's it. That's it. Like uh, it, it's it's an odd dynamic that they have on on defense. Right, now. it's a good one. They have they you know they have one of the better defenses in the league, but they do need to up how they play the game from a physical standpoint. So uh, I think on the defensive end, it would help to get a physical guy. Maybe like uh, even in Jacob Jacob McDonald, I thought he was incredible this year. I really did, and I thought he's a guy that doesn't mind throwing his weight around. Um, if you get Johnson back, but again, is Johnson really that like Nikita's a door off top type of player? Not really. Um, so sure on the defensive end, and a lot of people are saying on on the forwards, they maybe need to get a little bit more uh physical, not the Nazem Kadri like <laughs> throwing your throwing haymakers to the head. Um, do you think that is something that they need to look at as far as forwards go? Uh, forwards, I do think they do need to be looking at a, I said a, a third line center who's very good at puck movement and really being able to open up the ice so that, you know, their supporting wingers can really be effective. Um, I don't, it doesn't necessarily have to be a big physical type person. 
it just has to be, I guess, a smart and a very strategic type of center. Um, and like, I guess kind of like a, uh, it reminds me just because I, um, I watched this series, uh, that year in 2016 and 17, when uh, Pittsburgh was going, was doing really well. And Nick mm-hmm. Benino on that third line was very, he was a, he wasn't a physical presence. He blocked, but he did block shots defensively and he was able to really move the puck and set up his uh, wingers and Kessel and Haglin a lot. So I think the Avs need to improve in just getting someone like that type of player who can play on that third line and just really open up the ice and move the puck a little bit. Yeah. And, and you think JT Confer is that guy? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. Like I, I like Confer. I like Confer. I do. I do. I like him too. Uh, but is he that, you know, is, is he that type of reliable guy? Uh, I, I don't know. I think the, the inconsistencies with him are kind of glaring. Like you never are going to get, he, he can go out there and look like that guy and then follow it up with like, four or five games where he's just a ghost. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, that's, I think you just got to find consistency. You know, I think that's what the Avs have struggled with, you know, because if you look at it, you know, first round, you know, you had the top line going like crazy. Yeah. Uh, The sods line, they were going. Um, And then you look in the second round, top line disappeared and it was mainly, just the, it was basically all the lines were moving after game one, but after mm-hmm. they stuck flurry in that top line disappeared and everyone pretty much was, was vacant except for sod's line. And it's, it's true, like, yeah. and Patrick sod. And so it's just like, you know, yeah. Why it was, it was ugly. You need, it, <laughs> it, yeah. You need, you need consistency. I think more than anything, honestly, um, I think with making just a few adjustments, uh, physicality on the back end and maybe a, a forward or two, then like I put maybe try and get like Alex Galchenyuk or, mm. you know, Alec Martinez um, kind of get a veteran presence on the, on that be- and a defensive physical presence on that back end would I think help out the abs as well as um, re-signing Patrick Saad. I think, I think that will just Brandon that Todd. right. Brandon Saad. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, Alex Martinez, I, he was somebody that was rumored that the Avalanche wanted to trade for a couple of years ago when the Kings were looking to trade him. Um, and I, I don't know what the interest was, uh, but it, it made sense. I remember here reading about it in a couple of different outlets. I'm like, yeah, that wouldn't make sense for that. And it never happened. I don't know if there was interest on the Avalanche end, uh, but when he went to Vegas, he seems to, you know, be a big part of their team. So I don't know if he goes anywhere. Maybe the abs take a run at him. I don't know. I think on the defensive end, the abs honestly like what they have. I, I I don't see a lot of moves happening on the defensive end. I think they're going to see what they can do with Eric Johnson. Um, if they have to pay him, they have to pay him. They'll, it's going to get interesting with his contract, but they have just so much depth in their youth with, with the defensive end. I think they're fine with it. And I think where they get, want to get a little bit uh, more physical is up front. And we're going to talk about Nazem Kadri here in a second. But first, we have to, to bring up Rock Auto and rockauto.com. 
Uh, with the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. So why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing only the brands their warehouse happens to carry? You have a computer with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Rock Auto is a family business serv- serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. How did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you to them? Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. That is rockauto.com. So... What do you think they do with Nazem Kadri? I mean, that that is the big question right now for I think the Avalanche. I think I think the Avs they, they like they love Nazem Kadri and they want him around, but you can't get over the the fact that he is now a liability and he is one more hit like that away. Uh if it's in the regular season, you 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 have to stomach it and you're out with him for as long as you can. If it happens in the postseason again and in, in the playoffs, you are out. You you are not going to have him around for as long as you go in the playoffs. Let's get real. So, yeah. because of that, do they have to cut ties with him, even though they probably don't want to? It's just a tough situation that he has put the Avalanche in. Um, I would say no. I think it just needs to happen. Maybe, you know, you really have a sit down talk and be like. You know, Kadri, uh, we brought you in for this reason. And if you're not going to, you know, change your game and play to the way to, for why, like change your game to, and the way we want you to play, hmm. then you have no use for us. And we're just going to, we're going to get rid of you. I mean, we're, we're bringing you in to be physical, adding depth in goal scoring on our second and third lines. But yet, also, you have to be a smart hockey player and targeting guys and, you know, and I think that's, you know, the problem with, um, you know, most of the big hits in the league nowadays is these guys don't, I mean, these guys have been around for before, you know, all this concussion stuff's been going on, um, are used to being able to hit anywhere for free game. If you have the puck here, you can get hit. Right. Um, but, you know, the day the, the age of the game has changed and you got to adapt and hit. Uh, we see this kind of, you know, off a different sport in the NFL with the roughing the passer penalties. You can't put your helmet at all on him. You have to hit shoulder. Right. So I think that's what you need to do. And if, and if your shoulder is going to go to their head, you got to get lower to where your shoulder is going either into their body of some sort and not around that head or neck area. And I think, you know, maybe you just got to teach your players on, you know, the new ways of hitting. You're right. Um, and, you know, and I'm sure they're having conversations with him. Uh, but just the way the game is played, the speed of the game, uh, I, you know, it could happen with him where he's going to check somebody. He's not intending to go for the head, but um, the, maybe the guy just, you know, lowers his head at the right time and Kadri hits it. And now you're in that position where he's going to get suspended, even though it wasn't intentional. Um, and I just feel like that's the position that he has put the abs in because his game is a physical game. 
You can't, it is. Him, you can't tell him to not play a physical game. That's not his style of game. So are you going to tell him to, you know, remove himself from what he's, how he's used to playing? No, you want him to play that style of game, but now at the same time, if he does it again, he's targeted and he went in the eyes of the league. Uh, he's gone 18 months. I mean, he was, he was a saint for the most part on the abs, uh, yeah. you know, for, for the last couple of years, he, he was, he wasn't involved in stuff like this. So if, if he's going to be, rem- if he's removed himself for the most part from hits like this after 18 months, which now they can't use the term repeat offender and they still came down on him as hard as they did. Um, you know, if, if it happens again, which, you know, if it happens next year, that's before those 18 months, obviously they're going to come on, come down on him massive. So it's a tough, tough situation that the avalanche are in. And I, I, I know they want him around. I think he stays. I think the abs maybe run with it. Um, but it, it's going to be, he, he's, he's got a target on his back. Now there's no doubt about it. So, yeah. Um, all right, let's move on to some free agents. Uh, you mentioned uh, a couple guys that the abs can target. Is there anybody else that you have in mind going into this uh, off season? That the Astros um, bring in probably I put uh, Jamie Alexiak down as a possible option. Okay, um, I could see because I I think he was a target a few years ago, um, but at this but at the same time I would not be surprised because I know Jack Eichel's we all know Jack Eichel's going to be out there and available. Does Sackick make a big move with Buffalo? Does he? put a package together with a first rounder and Kadri for Eichel. Who knows? You know, uh, honestly, if that, if that deal was there, you know, I, I mean, mm. I don't know if Buffalo would take it, but you know, I think I've Buffalo wants a, a, a King's a ransom. They, they want, they want a lot for him. Yeah. And I don't know if the abs are willing to, to go. I don't, I don't route. think so either. Yeah. So, you know, Eichel, Eichel saying he doesn't want to be there. So, you know, my, yeah. my, I wish like I've heard a lot of, uh, a lot of other fans out there saying that could happen. They want it to happen as much as I agree with that. Yeah. As well. Um, as much as I agree with that, I just don't see it happening. No, unfortunately. Do you, do you think the, the, you know, the Seth Jones to avalanche is, is a possibility? No, I don't, I don't see that as either. Uh, is, is, it because, more, is it because they, they that Columbus wants too much or the abs really don't have interest? I think the abs don't have interest. Really? Um, I, I think, I think, like you said, you know, the abs are, I think they're going to realize that, you know, if, if I was Sackick and I had the choice between possibly going after Alec Martinez or Seth Jones, I'd go for Martinez over Seth Jones every, any day. Yeah, well, Martinez is the free agent, right? So yeah. uh, you you have to give up nothing to get him other than exactly. Money. Um, and then yeah. Seth Jones, on the other hand, you have to give up something. And and, and I just don't know. And they're probably you probably they'll probably want like somebody like McDonald or uh, they're gonna want you know, picks. Johnson probably or yeah, they're Johnson in a pick. They're gonna want picks. Maybe. They're gonna want uh, a prospect. Um, they're probably gonna want picks a prospect and a current player for Seth Jones is what they're going to want. And, you know, the abs have that. 
Uh, but you're really only getting him for one year and there's no guarantee he's going to sign for you after that one year. So do you want to give up all that to make a run for a cup? If you win the cup, then it, it looks great. But um, I don't think Joe Sack is built that way. I think he likes no. building a team. He's shown that he can build a team and he's not going to give up all these assets that he's acquired um, for if, if it's the right move. I, yeah, I think the abs are, are interested in him. But they're not. They're not going to go. Why not just wait a year? Just wait a year, and then if you really want to sign him, sign him. Sign him. Might be as a free agent, yeah, right. Which could be difficult because he's going to command a lot of money. But um, you know, go that route. Uh, I'm not. I'm not one. I I like these this youth pool that we have, and I don't want to just give it all up. I do like Seth Jones. I like him. I like Seth Jones, but I I don't want to give up everything to get him. Um, and the other one, the other one is uh that Joe Sackick just really, really seems to like, and that's Taylor Hall. And I am hearing exactly. that more again this offseason that he wants to take yet another run at Taylor Hall. I I would not be surprised if he did because I've heard that too. And honestly, you put – just imagine something like, you know, Taylor – because Taylor Hall plays mainly wing, right? Or is yeah. he a centerman? So have yeah. I mean if you have Taylor Hall alongside McKinnon and Rantanen, and then you have uh McCarr and Johnson back there, mm. like I'm I'm I've other team, I don't want to even start. I'm like, I'm like, get someone can take my jersey. <laughs> I don't want to play. So I mean I, 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 if I you're listening, yeah. work some magic and let's let's make the other teams, you know, be really in uh, fear us and uh, make sure they want nothing to do with us in the regular season or postseason. I wouldn't even mind Hall on the second line. And, I wouldn't and mind that, it either. You know, with Burkowski and and Kadri, if you're bringing him back, uh, that that line would be killer. So uh, they they might by not getting him over the past couple of years and Taylor Hall floating all over the NHL, they might have some more leverage to say like, look, man. Uh, you went to Buffalo, which we're still scratching our heads on that one. Uh, you know, they traded you to Boston. Now you're, you're in the driver's seat again because you're a free agent again. Uh, come here. You might have to take a little bit less money. It, you said you were, you wanted to win a championship and then you went to Buffalo. Here's your second chance to, to, to write that wrong. So if you want to win a championship, we're set up to do that. You might have to take a little bit less money like five million, five, six million dollars a year to do it, but come here for a couple of years, see what we can do. If not, then then move on to somewhere else. I don't know. I think it, it could happen. It could. It's in Taylor Hall's court, honestly, right now. Yeah. Um, I I honestly think you know Taylor Hall is looking for two places, and that's a long-term home for him in his mm-hmm. career. Uh, but that but he also wants to be on a team that has uh to be a contender for a very long time. And if we're looking at contenders, honestly, two places, and that's Boston and Colorado. And you know, that's, that's I, 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 think, I agree with that. Yeah, I think he would stay where he's at in, in Boston, or if Boston. he goes anywhere, he could come over to Colorado. I could see that exactly. So I think those are the only two places he'll go. Um, and I think honestly, it's only going to depend on what they can do with or what Sakic's going to do with uh, the free agency has currently that he has to resign. Um, well, let's get so, into that. 
Let, let's, let's do let, it. Let's talk about that. So, you know, the, the big one is, is camel car. Uh, he is going to get a deal. He's going to get He's paid. Gonna... Uh, the abs have said, you know, if there's any offer sheet out there, the abs would, would match it. it. It's not, that's, you know, let's not worry about that. You know, I've, I've written a few offers. What I see guys getting, uh, the three top three guys, I see kale, the abs offering him eight year, $10 million contract. I think <laughs> that's what's gonna, that's, what's gonna, that's what the abs are going to offer. And uh, I don't think any team is going to be able to match that. Kale's just going to be like, sign me up. Where's the dotted line? Yeah, no. I, I, and I've even heard uh, it could be a little bit less, like in, in the $8 million range. I, I don't know. And that's still a massive increase for him. Oh, my God. But, uh, but yeah, I'm with you. I, I think they, they could very well go into the $10 million range if they can make the numbers work. Um, and it's all about term. You know, I, I think that they both seem to be on the same page with that, maybe getting an eight year deal. Um, but that is the question. Do they go the long-term route or go, do they go the bridge route? Um, I, I just feel like all signs are pointing to the ads wanting to lock him up for as long as yeah. possible. Do you feel that way? I mean, from, from I a do. financial standpoint, maybe a bridge deal works a little bit better for them but I don't think they want to do that. I think they want to get yeah. a, a long-term deal done with them now. Yeah. Uh, and I think, yeah, if I'm Sackick and like, if I'm in the front office, I want a long-term deal. Um, I don't want a short-term deal. I want to get them done. You yeah. know, a bridge deal might work financially, but you know, that that's really not what, you know, he's, he has established himself as the number one defenseman for this team. And so, oh, yeah. I mean, you got to, you got to sign your stars like McKinnon and keep your star defenseman like McCarr. So I think they're going to lock him in. Yeah. From, from McCarr's standpoint, a bridge deal would probably be better for him because you take a three-year deal. And then hopefully after those three years, uh, the salary, the, the, the flat cap will be gone and the salary cap will go up and maybe you can make a little bit more. And then you'd be betting on yourself, which all signs are pointing to him regressing no at no time. No time. So you would be, you know, maybe making a little bit more. But I, I don't know. He, I mean, you've seen interviews with him. He's just this humble kid who's just like, I'm just here to win. You want you want to pay me eight million dollars? You want to pay me ten million dollars? I'm making money no matter what. So uh, lock me yeah. up for a while. So yeah. I do. I think they're kind of on the same terms there. Yep. Um. And then the other two big names, obviously, Gabe Landeskog, Phil Grubauer. We'll start with the captain. Um, is there any inkling to you that he maybe moves on somewhere? Uh, no. Think he's staying? No. No, he's staying. He wants mm-hmm. He wants to be here. He wants to be the captain of the Avalanche. Um, he wants to be here in Denver. Um, but the, the only situation I have with Landeskog where I'm going to see where it's going to be difficult – He's going to get that year commitment from the Avs. It's just the money he wants. The Avs just will not be able to afford to give him, and he's going to have to take a pay cut. Um, and I'm thinking he's going to get between 5 and $7 million. Um, yeah. And that's what he's just going to have to, even though Andy probably wants like an $8 million to a you know, eight to a $9 million deal. He's just going to have to, you know, swallow his pride. If he really wants to win a cup and be the, be the one at the end of the day 
with the commissioner handing him the cup with yeah, the Colorado right. Avalanche. He's just got to, he's got to, I think like McKinnon does, you know, McKinnon's like, I want to win. So I'm taking a pay cut, You're you know? Right. And I think if he wants it as bad as everybody else says, and if, what it sounds like he does, I think he'll take a pay cut. Well, he, he's, you know, his contract that expired, he was making five and a half million a year. Um, I, yeah, I'm with you. I don't see too much of an increase from that and not because he doesn't deserve it. It's just, you know, there's not enough money to go around to give everybody increases, you know, a car's getting a massive one. Um, but you're right about, you know, you know, Landis loves it in Colorado. He's got roots down there. Now he's got a family with two kids. He doesn't want to be moving them around. Um, I don't, I mean, I am 99% confident he is going to stay, but there is just that like 1% of me that just feels there's going to be a team. And this is, we'll get into group hour in a second. And, and this is kind of where they are in the same boat. There's going to be a team out there that gives Gabe Landeskog a big contract. And, you know, it, it, it'll be, what does he want to do? Does he want to go? So it, I don't know why the team that keeps, sticking up in my head is the Kings, the Los Angeles Kings. I, I just, I don't know why that I just feel like they like a player like Gabe Landeskog and they need some, a leader like him. I can see them giving him a huge deal and it, it would be up to him to say like, okay, I, I can go to somewhere like Los Angeles or wherever that will offer him $8 million a year. I can see some team doing that or yeah. I stay where I'm at. I, I think he'll get a minor bump. I see the, the minor bump, yeah. giving him like $6 million a year. So it's like, do I chase the money or do, you know, I'm getting paid either way. It's still a lot of money. And I hate that we're talking about $6 million between $8 million because I would take either one of those today. <laughs> Me too. Uh, <laughs> so uh, does he take the, you know, the money? Or does he take still take good money and stay where he's at, where he's loved, he's the captain, and compete for a cup for the next number of years? I, I think he stays honestly because he's yeah. gonna he's gonna go he's gonna look at it and be like, yeah, they're offering more money, but yet they are still rebuilding. If mm-hmm. I stay, take a little less money, we're gonna be winning. We're gonna be cup contenders for the next five six years. Yeah, and you know I have a chance to you know do something since uh joe sackick and that's be the captain of a cup winning team yeah so and and that's kind of the road i want to go down with grubauer because i feel that's the same thing with him i think there is a team that especially with goalies uh what you know a team that is reaching for a goalie i think is going to throw crazy money at philip grubauer all signs point to him not wanting to go anywhere staying where he's at uh, but he's making three point where he made 3.3 million. He's, you know, the, based on this one season that he had, he's getting an increase. I don't think he's getting, you know, uh, Mark Andre Fleury money, but he could be in the five to $6 million range as well. That's uh, what I'm thinking too. Like, yeah. a, like a four or five year deal for five or $6 million. You know, that's where I see him being. Yeah. Because I, I mean, I, I love what he did this last year, but that's just one year that he's done it. Uh, yeah. I want to see more out of him and do it more consistently, but teams just throw money at goalies to, to get that guy. Cause that, that's, yeah. you know, you, you need a guy. I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, you look at Washington last year, they went all in on uh Lundquist and got rid of Holtby. And then Lundquist doesn't even play a game this year. Yeah, that's true. And uh, so honestly, I think maybe, 
if we're going to be looking at teams to give him an offer, I wouldn't be surprised if Washington's like, Hey, come back. You know, <laughs> you know, we made a mistake. Um, so, but well, Lundqvist, I, Lundqvist is supposed to be coming back next year, isn't he? Didn't, he didn't retire yet. Right. Uh, I haven't heard anything. Yeah. Uh, only thing I've heard is that he's feeling better. He's not a hundred percent there, but there is that possibility that he does mm. return, but yet there is that say it's like a 50, 50, you know, does he retire? Does he return? We, we don't know. Um, if I was Lundqvist, I mean, even though I haven't won a cup, I think I've, I've had a great year or a great career. I've established myself with one franchise playing in net for them, got crowned the King, got the nickname, mm. the King. I yep. should, I should hang up my skates you know, I, he outside and, of anybody that plays for Colorado, he's like one of my favorite players of all time. And I would same. just hate, hate for him to end his career like that. <laughs> I know. I, I think, I think it would, it would suck, but you mm. know, you know, injuries and things happen and it's part of the game. And yeah, I mean, well, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if the abs had anybody that retired that uh, did mainly because of injury, but. Or it was a uh, Colin Wilson actually. He did. That's he true. retired. That's he true. retired this year because yep. of uh, his uh, mental illness. Mental health illness. Yeah. Mental exactly. health illness. Yep. And so, you know. Yep. Well, um, yeah, man. I I'm glad that we got you on. Uh, we'll definitely have you on. You know, in in the future, you're going to be on the the green room, which is going to be uh, Thursday night. We're recording that Thursday night. So you'll be bit, be there for that. Um, yep. You want to throw out your your on social media and stuff like that. So if you yeah. wanted to follow you, yeah. If anybody wants to follow me, um, we'll go off uh, my Twitter. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter. It is got to pull it up here for a second because I don't have it. Memory. <laughs> I, I keep I keep changing it. Oh, you're one of those at, change it, Yeah. Yeah. Cause like I, I have it at rough Devin, so you can find me at rough Devin. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, so you can find me there on Twitter. Um, and then also if you guys, Oh, I'm trying to actually, uh, with my, uh, my little brother and I, we, we do, we had our, got our degree in media production together Very at nice. uh, Carlo media school, uh, for broadcasting. And we did a, we only did two episodes this year cause we just, got so busy with hockey and stuff both of us uh to where we couldn't continue it but we we're trying to get a podcast going called on the ice um so yeah stay tuned uh this upcoming season we'll try and do a episode a week and try and get it out there where we talk avalanche hockey and uh awesome. stuff like that so awesome yeah let me know when that happens we'll we'll do some promo stuff here that'd be great man that would that would awesome. be awesome all right dude all right. Well, uh, yeah, there's going to be a lot to talk about this off season. So I'm sure we'll have you on again and you're always on the green rooms, which is great. So, uh, yeah, glad you got to come on and kind of, uh, dig a little bit deeper into the abs. And like I said, after, uh, all, maybe after the dust is settled with the draft and the free agency, we'll get you back on again. And, uh, you can, you can grade how the abs have done in, in the off season. How's that sound? That sounds awesome. I'd love to all do right. that. Excellent, man. All right. Thanks for stopping on. No problem. Have a good one. Yeah. And that is going to be it for today, everybody. Uh, Thank you for tuning in again. Thank you, Devin, for stopping on. And uh, we will be back 
Thursday night with our Spotify and Green Room episode. So download the app right now and join the conversation. If you want to jump on the show, you can, or if you just want to uh, use the chat feature, you can do that as well. So that will be probably 10 o'clock Thursday night, Spotify Green Room. Those are fun. So uh, that's going to be it for today, everybody. And we'll see you guys tomorrow. Again, thank you, Devin. Have a good one. Here's Joby. Go, Abs, go.